This is the Sean Campbell Show, a podcast for the aspiring and hungry entrepreneur. Hey everybody, it's Sean Campbell, the Sean Campbell Show, a podcast by entrepreneurs and for entrepreneurs. And I have somebody that was in here last week, but I wanted him all by himself, John Wecker. How are you doing today? I'm doing well, thank you. I was thinking about not letting you in. He is wearing a USC Trojans uh, little, uh, what do you call it, a windbreaker? Fight on. <laughs> the Trojans have owned my Wildcats in just about every sport the last couple of years. Yeah, we just lost a basketball game. Yeah, but you're, what, the top 15? You're mm-hmm. going to go into the tournament. Very strong team. Yeah, it is a strong team. Strong team. Yeah. I think it was just an off day for the Trojans last week. But it's a very athletic and... Who's the coach from? He's from... Uh, he was from um, Florida... Florida... International, International. I believe. Yeah, yeah. He got to the Sweet 16. Yeah, yeah. And Great coach. That was his last year in Florida. Great coach. And he doesn't appear on HBO specials uh, <laughs> buying players. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Yeah. There's no, uh, no cash in McDonald's bags. No cash in McDonald's bags. Yeah, so... I wanted to bring John on. Um, he, he was part of the podcast, which is done very well, um, that we did last week um, for the Do No Harm, so check that out. Um, it was with co-authors Martin Ziska and uh, Ramon Bautista, or Bautista, not Bautista, Bautista. 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 But I wanted to bring John on. I've known John for a few years, and he's he kind of is like if he and I were jigsaw puzzle pieces when it comes to... Um, the, the marketing aspect. When people talk about marketing, real quick, I mean, there's the seven P's of marketing. Remember the seven P's? Part of it was promotion and price and, you know. Uh, Products. You know. But but Mark, um, John handles the inside, the, the, the inner strength of an organization, right? So how would you describe what you do? Because I was going to try to describe what you do, but I didn't want to make myself look as bad as I do in other podcasts. <laughs> well, frankly, I'd be more interested in hearing what you think I do. Okay, so let's do that. Let's do that. I think what you do is create uh, uh, the inner strength of an organization by uh, teaching people uh, a values-based system so they become a better leaders. And you can teach leaders how to grow and nurture other future leaders of an organization. That's a fair... That's a fair start. Yeah. Um, the um, I pride myself m- mostly on helping leaders build teams. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's that's you know it's difficult in an entrepreneurial program uh, because uh, there usually in the early stages are no real teams. Right. It's right. it's a one person show. Right. And um, uh, but 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 regardless, at some point in time, the principles of team building have to be have to be absorbed into the entrepreneurial mm-hmm. spirit. Mm-hmm. And uh, and so I, I a lot of things that I do complement that objective of of becoming a, a team builder through using a variety of tools for talent optimization mm-hmm. and knowing the types of individuals required for uh, 
whatever the position or the project is going to uh, demand. Right. And even as myself, as a quote-unquote solopreneur who's been in business for five-plus years, honestly, it didn't really dawn on me until maybe the last 12 to 18 months that I needed to really nurture the leadership side of what I do. Yeah. Uh, at the end of the day, you've got to build relationships that 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 have a, a basically the, the flagship of trust. Right. And that's what... That's the main distinction between good leaders and not so good leaders, yeah. because yeah. people will just go into battle with them, mm-hmm. and they trust they trust their leadership, they mm-hmm. trust their values, and that's one of the reasons why we do a lot of focus on uh, what we call VOBs, value uh, VBOs, value based organizations, mm-hmm. and and so it's really important that uh, when you build your company, you build it with the people that uh, have the have the natural propensity to perform the job you want them to perform, mm-hmm. but they also do do it through uh, a, a value system because decision making, uh, true decision making, starts uh, with un, starts with the foundation of what that value system is all no. about. Yeah. So you may be a good accountant, you may be a good engineer, you may be you may be a good anything that any company needs. Uh, but when it's decision time, mm-hmm. decision time needs to be steeped and based upon the values of the organization. Mm-hmm. And if you've got people making decisions that are that they're responding uh, because of a different value system than what the CEO or the owner, uh, wants to uh, wants to extend to the community, then you're going to have you're going to have some conflicts. Right. You you may have kind of touched upon it right now, but my next question was really going to be: if somebody's listening out there, whether they work for themselves or um, you know with a large organization, what are some red flags that maybe the leadership is lacking? Oh, there's. There are a fair amount of red flags that that, uh, that leadership is lacking. We're going to have a Casey case in top twenty countdown, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, the the main one that that leaders lack is is exactly what I just said, mm-hmm. and that is they don't realize the importance of of identifying and communicating the values of the organization. Mm-hmm. They just interview people, they bring them on, yeah. they don't discuss their value systems with those individuals, they don't even identify their own. Right. Even though they have one, right. it's unidentified. Right. And so until you identify your value system or what you want your organization's values to stand for, mm-hmm. then um, then the people that you hire, um, if there's no, if there's not that frame of reference or not that benchmark, then you, you could you're, you get to roll of the dice. Right. It's interesting you say that because you know before you and I started this you know, podcast, we we're talking a little bit about value statement. Mm-hmm. Not just creating one. I haven't posted in my office now, so I'm actually bringing some strategic partners after you and I are done to go over my value statement. Cool. So it's interesting that you said that, and you know, I, I feel a little bit better about what I. What I'm yeah. Doing. Yeah. And 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 th- that's what a lot of leaders don't realize. P- 
people make decisions based upon their own values. And if your team is not aligned with your own personal values or the values uh, that you want your company to represent, then you're going to get decisions that you're not going to be happy with. And you're, you're going to ask yourself, well, why did you decide that? Yeah. And there'll be no answer. Yeah. So conversely speaking, I mean, aside from, you know, uh, an indication of a organization with a strong leadership, obviously everybody would kind of, you know, make decisions based on, you know, life values or um, values that are accepted throughout, you know, the, the organization. What's another uh, sign that uh, a business has a good leadership in place? Um, a good a good leadership uh, a business with good leadership has a a very good communication structure internally. Mm-hmm. Everybody understands what the vision, mission, and values mm-hmm. of the of the of the company is. Uh, they understand the strategies of the company mm-hmm. and they it's easy for them because they understand the vision, mission, and values, it's easy for them to stay on board right. and stay uh, stay in line mm-hmm. with that. And when, when you have that and you you go ahead and have those communication or those those uh, in-house organs, if you will, uh, that that explain decisions, that that talk to people about we're doing this because of our of these are our strengths or these are our opportunities and things along those lines, then uh, it just makes for a more peaceful climate. It makes for happier employees, yeah. and it just uh, it just makes for a more successful outcome because the the companies that do that regimen, they do have the strategic plan, their their strategies uh, uh, feed their goals and their tactics feed their strategies. Those it's been proven on many research studies over the years. Uh, those have a significantly higher uh, uh, successful outcome at the end of the day than the companies that uh, kind of take that stuff for granted. So, would it be fair to say that the, the retention is substantially higher? Than the Very fair. Yeah. yeah, you know, and not only not only is the retention higher, uh, but also. When you when you grow, you have to expand, and usually you have to expand your headcount. Mm-hmm. There's going to be people that want to work for you. Right. We all know what those companies are. Right. You know, we've right. always read a lot of people. You know, the best companies to work for it's on the internet. You can Google it a million times. Yeah. But there's a reason behind that. That's just yeah. not. That's just not. You know, that's just not uh, BS. It's 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 really real. And when you've got when you've got a company that people want to work for, then all of a sudden um, you, you get quality individuals yeah. that um, that that are happy to be in place and they agree with your value system. And the reason that they know they agree with your value system is because it's explained to them up front. Mm-hmm. This is the type of person we want. Yeah. You know, these are the six values that we propel or whatever the number might be. Right. And, um, and you know, it weeds people out as much as it, as much as it brings people in. Yeah. Is uh, leadership and culture synonymous? I don't, I don't think, uh, no, I don't think they're synonymous, mm-hmm. but 
Um, but they definitely dovetail. Mm -hmm. They they work hand in hand. Yeah. They really do work hand in hand because you're gonna you're you're gonna need non leaders mm -hmm. that are part of the culture. Mm -hmm. You know, so mm -hmm. you're gonna need entry level employees. You're gonna need um, even to the extent small vendors or or your mm -hmm. bankers or other types of stakeholders right. involved with your company. Uh, they're not going to be the leaders. Uh, or part of the leadership team, but they're going to have to be on board with the culture that they've that they've created in that organization. Yeah, yeah. What type of organizations do you like? If someone were to say, "I want to become a client of your client," now, what type of well organizations that you work? Yeah, with it's it's with usually you? you know it's both profit and nonprofit, right? And it's because of. Because of our location, we try to take care of our backyard mm -hmm. uh, uh, first and foremost. That's going to be smaller businesses. Yeah. And um, and so it just, you know, but, you know, there are very large organizations mm -hmm. that we've also done a lot of work for. Yeah. Uh, with, with thousands and thousands of employees. Yeah. And it just depends on the, on the exact problem. Um, so a lot of times... And when it comes to uh, talent optimization or strategic planning and how those two interrelate, a lot of times it's just like a department. Mm -hmm. Like somebody, some sort of director in a company has, has got a real problem, yeah. you know, and, um, and, and they really don't have a place to go to solve that problem. Well, mm -hmm. We definitely would help along those lines, yeah. both, with, uh, uh, both with qualitative and quantitative analysis. So we do a lot of a lot of work in workforce analytics and uh, try to basically quantify where a person's brain is at that they were born with. A small business hiring somebody and uh, they want to bring in a new, you know, some some fresh faces, you know, maybe the fresh attitudes. Are there any particular questions in the hiring process that the small business owner should ask that prospect? Yes, there are a lot of questions, but there are no universal questions. Mm -hmm. So it is completely situational. Mm -hmm. and, 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 but the first thing that, that, that I try to teach people what to do is to adequately define the, the drives that the person is going to need mm -hmm. to be, um, you know, to, to, to be happy in that job. Mm. So the first thing is not to identify the person. Mm. The first thing is to identify the job. Okay. And what kind of brain do I want in that job? Mm. What kind of, you know, because when it comes to, when it comes to drives, uh, we all have, you know, four major drives of dominance, extroversion, patience, and structure. Mm. And, and the drives, uh, the drives create needs. Mm -hmm. And the needs create behaviors. So we behave based on our needs mm -hmm. and we need based on our drives. Mm -hmm. And, and just like every human has its own makeup of those drives, uh, and the result of behaviors, every job also has mm -hmm. that exact, mm -hmm. uh, makeup. So the first thing you got to do is identify the job. So if you're an entrepreneur looking for you know, 
uh, a second lieutenant or a head of sales or whatever, the first thing that we would have to do is identify what are the drives that are required for that job so that we don't put a person in that job Mm -hmm. with drives that are not aligned Mm -hmm. with the requirements of the job. Wow, that's good stuff. And And so what we do then is we create the job, and then we go through all of our uh, candidates, if you will, mm-hmm. or all of our potentials, and 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 then we see uh, we use as our starting point um, individuals whose drives they're never going to be perfectly aligned, mm-hmm. but whose drives are somewhat similar. Mm-hmm. So if you have somewhat similar drives yet yet different then now you can make the assessment through coaching and mentoring. Do I have the time, the money, and the expertise to move that potential uh, new hire into the drives mm-hmm. of the job? Mm-hmm. You know? yeah. so, um, so it's really a give and take, uh, but, but, but generally speaking, that's, that's the overall approach that I would take if I'm helping somebody mm-hmm. to um, – Hire somebody to 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 grow their business. Wow. Do you think uh, the last twelve months? Do you think that COVID has um, kind of forced leadership to accelerate our learning curves? Um, well, it's definitely forced leadership to make changes. Yeah. And um, um, I I see from my perspective, COVID being a business person's perfect opportunity Mm -hmm. to reconstruct the value system in their organization Mm -hmm. and to load up with people that agree with that value system, that fit their job Mm -hmm. profiles. Mm -hmm. You may have a a poor performer um, for very, very distinct reasons that you know about, mm-hmm. but you've not had the 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 inspiration to just go there, right. you know. Right. And you accept their poor performance, right. quarter right. after quarter after quarter, yeah. and you don't know why. They just they're performing. You know, we have fun. We go out to the happy hour. They're great people, mm-hmm. you know, and they always come to work. You know, you know, uh, smiling uh, uh, for the first hour. But all of a sudden, all of a sudden they turn and they, they, they have some other behaviors that don't align themselves with the jobs. And you can tell very quickly when you've got a person whose, whose, whose drives are very well aligned with the job, they do a great job. Mm-hmm. They're happy employees. Mm-hmm. They don't get caught in the office politics or the right. or the toxic nature of the water right. cooler. Right. They just they just stay and they do their work. They're happy, mm-hmm. and so that's that's the intent of workforce analytics is to go ahead and measure the job and measure the person and bring the two together. And once you once you know those small differences, mm-hmm. then as a coach you know where to focus, mm-hmm. and as a hiring manager. You know what questions to ask to that. Mm-hmm. Getting back to your original right. question, can you share your biggest accomplishment in assisting a business, like the the, the turnaround? Um, 
Yeah, actually, um, a healthcare company uh, with a lot of remote employees hmm. when, that had a very unique skill set. Hmm. And the skill set, uh, I can't get too into right, it because right. it's, it's going to, yeah. but the skill set that these remote employees in, um, you know, in, in, in several dozen states, uh, there was probably about 80 of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, because, because what we wanted them to do involved pulling from uh, not only a clinical uh, uh, aspect uh, in healthcare, but also, you know, safe driving aspects mm-hmm. in, in healthcare because these are mobile, mm-hmm. mobile people. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we had a very difficult time uh, identifying why the turnover was so high. Mm. And some of the turnover was high because of, of, of geographic uh, situations that we were just uh, providing services that were in very, very rural areas. Mm-hmm. And, um, but, but most of them, most of them were turning over because they they never really understood the ancillary portions of the job. Mm-hmm. They understood the clinical because mm-hmm. that's where we're trained. Mm-hmm. They're in healthcare, mm-hmm. but all these other things that had to get done, mm-hmm. um, including um, DOT regulations, mm-hmm. Department of Transportation regulations, and driving yeah. stuff like that. Uh, and keeping up all your licenses and certifications. Um, we had a lot of turnover because we didn't really realize um, how that all affected a person's mood and psyche and ability to do the job. Mm-hmm. Once we did the job profiles mm-hmm. that I was talking to you about, then, then we understood exactly the drives that were required in almost all of those positions. Mm. And we had people whose genetic makeup uh, from a workforce analytics standpoint were all over the map mm. and, and, and they should not have been. Mm-hmm. So once we started to understand, uh, understand the nature of that job, and then once we started to um, consider people that were either a very closely aligned with those drives or we determined that they could be coached and mentored Mm -hmm. into, into making those, those, those systems work. Um, then our turnover went, uh, plummeted. Nice. It it just, it really, and, and, um, and where, where the ROI in that comes in, because it's not cheap sometimes, uh, but where the ROI comes in is, is um, SHRM, the Society of uh, Human Resource um, uh, Managers, uh, they've done a lot of studies on it, the, the real cost of employee turnover, and I've written an right. article uh, uh, on that uh, for Green Living Magazine a couple of years ago. But um, uh, the general rule of thumb is that if a, an employee leaves for any reason whatsoever, uh, whether it's they, they, they got terminated or they quit on their own or whatever the reason might be, it costs one and a half times their annual salary in total cost to get that employee replaced mm-hmm. and fully trained. Mm-hmm. So if you've got a $50,000 employee, 
at, which is around 25 bucks an hour, um, that's a $75,000 problem. Right. And right. if you have, uh, if you have an engineer making defense, right. um, right. uh, at, at $150,000, yeah. then the more, and the more complex of a, of a job that you, that you go up the range, if you will, uh, that one and a half percent goes to two to two and a half mm-hmm. or even to three. Yeah. And I do believe our local defense contractor here is working on three to one. So if they lose a six-figure engineer, yeah. it's going to cost them three hundred thousand dollars right. to uh, to yeah. to replace that engineer, and that 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 configures all the overtime, mm-hmm. uh, all the all the you know the job search, the hiring, the interviews, mm-hmm. the the expenses, uh, the fact that that position is vacant for right. two, three, four months, and people are running overtime yeah. and all that kind of stuff to make up for yeah. it. So it's kind of a it's kind of a catch-all at at one and a half times, uh, but um, so you can invest in in tools and training and stuff mm-hmm. like that for literally fifteen uh, fifteen twenty thousand uh, dollars, and if you just reduce one one turnover, and you should be measuring your turnover, and if you if you do reduce the turnover by one headcount uh, a year. Well, you're probably going to save uh, yeah. fivefold. Yeah. What's the bigger mistake? Letting somebody who fits the job description and the job uh, values perfectly, or keeping somebody on longer than they should have been? The latter. The latter. Yeah. Yeah. Keeping. Yeah. yeah because when you when you keep people on long longer, that's you know, I, I to me that's that's a that's an HR disease factor, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. that, that's a cancer, if you yeah. will, yeah. you know, yeah. um, because they don't, they don't, they don't share your value system or they don't have the drives that, mm-hmm. or, or maybe they don't have the skill set and you're not yeah. willing to invest right. in making that junior accountant yeah. a CPA. Yeah. Um, and so um, keeping people on longer is usually the way it goes, mm-hmm. yeah. but that's the worst, that's the worst decision you can make. Yeah. You mentioned this uh, a few minutes ago. How important are mentors for a leader? Everyone needs a mentor. Interesting, because I read something last week where uh, it was Mark Cuban. Oh, yeah. Who hates mentors. Well, I I, I disagree. You know, I was like, that doesn't make sense. But, you know. No, I I mean, um, you know, you're going to have outliers like that 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 do believe. But but even leaders need mentors. Yeah. And so... um, um, you don't, you know, Mark is a self-made billionaire, for mm-hmm. example, mm-hmm. you know, Hoosier. It's hard way. to believe he's never had a mentor. I don't personally believe that. Right. Because, um, because he's accomplished so much and you can't, yeah. he didn't do it on his, on his yeah. own. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's had people that he's looked up to all his life and, yeah. and, he went to Indiana University, and yeah. and, um, and 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 it's also hard to believe that he wouldn't want to mentor anybody. Well, or, you know, or has it to some degree? He's a he's a unique personality style. Oh, absolutely. For yeah. as best as I yeah. could tell, so yeah, yeah. yeah he, he's an outlier for sure, yeah. Yeah. especially if he has that opinion. Yeah. Yeah. But in my opinion, every every person in the world needs a mentor, mm-hmm. including 
the top uh, the top dog at every company yeah. needs to be able to go in yeah. and just have some sort of very uh, solid, trustful mm. relationship with somebody to say, "This is what I'm doing, and what are you thinking?" And, right. You know, right. and, you know, and go through that whole. Um, in fact, I do a, a whole presentation on on um, how to how to construct and craft a one on one relationship right. uh, with uh, with. Uh, with a person that you are mentoring mm-hmm. or vice versa yeah. uh, uh, with uh, with your mentor. Yeah. I know you're involved in a few things right now. You and I are actually doing a uh, partaking in an event next week at Arizona Stands. We are. We are. And um, you also do a Facebook. Is that Facebook Live that you do? Do you want to talk about that where someone could check you out? Yeah, sure. Um, we do a... Um, uh, we also uh, do a sales training uh, class every Friday at 10.30 Mountain Time, uh, 10.30 to noon. And that's in conjunction with uh, one of my partners is Don Zavis, and his company is Don Zavis Sales Training. And the two of us, soon to be three, do an hour and a half sales training class. And um, it covers, it covers you know, it, it covers the gamut of the blocking and tackling of sales, you know, right. building rapport, setting clear expectations, getting your getting your goals straight and uh, straight, so so they're all so they, you know, they're specific and measurable and achievable and all that. Mm-hmm. Um, but we also get into other stuff like we've been talking right right now mm-hmm. about how a sales manager, the things that sales managers, for example, need to consider when hiring a salesperson, mm-hmm. or or we need to consider when coaching a salesperson. Mm-hmm. And um, and just just a variety of other stuff that borderline more HR um, and inter, interpersonal relationships as well as as well as um, you know the fundamentals of closing techniques and and you, and how to craft your language for more successful sales closings and things along those lines. And so yeah, we do that every uh, Friday at ten thirty at the Tucson Mall in the um, in the Catalyst uh, Suite. Uh, for uh, Southern Arizona Arts and Cultural Alliance. They've got a suite called Catalyst, Suite 110 in the Tucson Mall. And it's basically a maker space. And they've got an engineering space and a culinary space and a photography space and a community space and an arts and crafts space. And then they also have a central area. And uh, we broadcast our, our, uh, uh, our, our, our weekly classes live uh, on Zoom as well as in-house attendance. And then if you're a client of ours, uh, then you have access to over four years of weekly, um, of weekly um, uh, Vimeo archives nice. For, nice. for 90 minutes. So once you become our client, then the amount of educational materials that are available are just, um, well, frankly, overwhelming to most people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How could someone get a hold of you directly, John? Directly, uh, my uh, my email is is jwwechter at comcast dot com, and that is j w w a e c h t e r at comcast dot com. I mean dot net. Sorry, my bad. And uh, uh, preferably, my phone number is five two zero three seven zero eight two three two. I answer everybody, and uh, and so feel free to give me a call, and we can. Uh, uh, we could do a quick uh, assessment of what you guys 
uh, are, are thinking about when it comes to your problems. And we can do behavioral assessments. We can have a one-on-one coaching session, uh, complimentary uh, as a as part of the starter kit. And we can um, we can just take you through all the things that might be. Um, um, however, you are hoping that we can help you. Yeah, absolutely. And if you want to just reach out to me as well, you know, make a comment in the in the section below. Email me at sean s h a w n at cmgsocialmedia.com. You could always do that for John or any of my guests. Any last words? What's your last bit of piece of advice? Piece of advice is. Um, is for all your leaders out there that are looking for uh, how to get out of this coronavirus. As I as I mentioned earlier, this could be a very good opportunity for you and your business mm-hmm. to 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 once and for all change the culture and not have to feel guilty about it. Uh, you know, a lot of restaurants, for example. Uh, a lot of those people went away. Mm-hmm. The servers and dishwasher—I mean, they just—they yeah. just—they had to go somewhere. Yeah. And so, as this as business comes back on board, regardless of your industry, whenever you have to—if you have this influx, this 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 new need for people—it's—it's—it's um, it's, it's a great way to put your culture back on course. Mm-hmm. And. Um, and and you'll use the tools we provide and the coaching we provide. We can help you all the way. And and a year from now, you're going to be happier than you've ever been because guess what? The people uh, in your organization are going to be value aligned, and they're going to have the same drives that they need for each specific specific fun- function that uh, that that you need them to do. So. Uh, it's a huge opportunity mm-hmm. uh, in such a desperate time and such a crazy time. Uh, don't look at it like that. Take advantage of the fact that that this is uh, immersed change and uh, just reconstruct your organization to one that's going to take you forward. It's almost like having an expansion team with a bunch of draft picks and it kind of is no salary for you under the salary cap yet. <laughs> you know exactly. I mean? <laughs> yeah, I mean it's it's a it's yeah. a it's a yeah. it's an opportunity. It really yeah. is yeah. for all businesses, especially businesses that lost a lot of people. Yeah. Now they can reconstruct. They can rebuild with the people that they wanted all along. Yeah. Nice, John. I appreciate your time. Thanks for coming back and doing. Thank this. you for I, having I'm, me. I'm glad I had you at Lobo Solo. <laughs> and, you know. <laughs> And this is why I wanted you back, John. Well, good. I'm just glad. all the information that's you know that you have is phenomenal. So, well, we're here to help. You, 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 you may be a, you, you may receive a second invite here in a few months. <laughs> I'm always available. <laughs> cool, and I appreciate everybody listening. I uh, appreciate your support. And always, if you want to do what you want to do, then you got to do what you got to do. Thank you. Thank you for listening to The Sean Campbell Show. Follow us on Instagram at The Sean Campbell Show.